Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, the podcast where we are helping you make Scripture memorization a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And in today's episode, we are very excited to have with us a special guest. She is the founder of a ministry called By the Book, and she'll be sharing more about her ministry. But uh, Rose Wittenmeyer is our special guest today. And Rose, we're so thankful to have you with us. Yes, thank you for having me. So as we get ready to dive in and learn more about Rose's ministry, Randy, I know you've got a passage of the day for us. And so why don't we start, as we always do, with God's Word? Yeah, absolutely, Dakota. Our passage of the day comes from the book of Psalms. And we're in the closing chapters of the Psalter, Psalm 145. This is a Psalm of David. And in case you didn't know, the closing Psalms deal almost exclusively with praise, emphasizing corporate praise. So let's hear this, uh, hear in this episode, verses one to seven. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness." For our purposes in this episode, I think it's important that we camp out for a moment on verse 4. I've heard it said that discipleship is often not so much taught as caught by hearing, uh, by watching others. And that's kind of what this psalm is speaking about here. It's uh, declaring the need to praise God for who He is and His works. And it says, "...one generation shall commend your works to another and declare your mighty acts." The idea is that one generation is doing this, is praising the Lord, and that up-and-coming generation is watching, taking note, and learning. I think we could say this not simply about praise, but really all of the spiritual disciplines. By having a model, by having an example, you catch what's being done. You're discipled in that way, and I think that's an important part of Scripture memory. That's so true. And as we think about declaring God's mighty acts, isn't one of the best ways to do that actually just reciting the Scripture and declaring God's mighty acts by way of recitation? And I know, Rose, that's something that you're passionate about. And so as we dive in, would you kind of start by just sharing with us and our listeners a little bit about By the Book, what your ministry is about, and what led you to found this ministry? Absolutely. I think there's two main things that is our kind of primary focus and mystery ministry in by the book. One is basically creating very easy, fun, effective way to memorize entire books of the Bible word for word. And we do that by using elements of music. And it's been such a blessing to just see families that are united around memorizing entire books. We had a, a kid who memor- who is two who memorized the entire book of James in a matter of a couple months. One kid got so excited they memorized the whole book of James in four weeks. And so it's been just so beautiful to see how that can be such a unifying, um, powerful tool for memorization. And secondly, the other main piece is encouraging memorization to be done biblically in the infrastructures that God's designed through both family and the local church. And one of my favorite stories about that is there was a there was a mom whose whose family had memorized the book of James and there was I, I think she was five at the time and five year old daughter 
and a little two-year-old son, and then they got in an argument. And then the little five-year-old in the middle just paused and said, you know, what causes quarrels? What causes fights among us? Isn't all this that your pageants are more worth you? You desire and do not have. You covet and cannot obtain. And she just rattled off the first, like, ten verses of James chapter four because their family had been united around this process of not only memorizing the word, but also showing how it applies in real life and that intentional discipleship of the parents. And it's just so beautiful to see the word of God in context in their hearts so that they can apply it to real life situations. And kind of to you, the second half of your question, as far as um, how God brought this ministry about, like God does so much, I feel like in his scriptures and through our lives, this ministry was actually brought out of a very painful trial, but God purposed that. And we're starting to see some of the beauty that came out of that fiery trial, as First Peter says. Um, so we were homeschooled growing up, very intentional Christian believing household, um, saturated in scripture, the word of God. And when I was 17, my mom got diagnosed with brain cancer and died from glioblastoma multiform. And that was definitely a huge shock. But the interesting thing was as she was sick, they removed the speech part of her brain. And so as a mother who had an MBA from Oxford was super articulate, very smart, very intelligent, now not being able to speak and not being able to remember the names of her own children. She, by God's grace and God-given stubborn determination, was determined to memorize Proverbs chapter 31. We're like, Mom, you can't even remember the name of your own daughter. Memory's not your strong suit. How are you going to memorize an entire chapter of the Bible? But she, she was determined, and we kind of played around with different things. And what we ended up doing is taking... Proverbs chapter 31 and putting it to a very catchy song. And the interesting thing about song is it's literally goes into a different part of your brain. So even mom in that state was able to memorize an entire chapter of the Bible with her speech challenge. And so that's kind of really how it started. God's taken us on so many fun, crazy roller coasters since then. Um, but just seeing the power that music has as an aid in memorization um, has just been really beautiful and wonderful. Wow, that's such a beautiful story. Absolutely. Randy, go ahead. Yeah, Rose, I was just thinking about as you were um, speaking on like one of the primary emphasis of the ministry is memorization, but memorizing books of the Bible. What would you say to some of our listeners that might maybe would want to push back against that? They would say, man, I, I don't know if I could memorize a whole book of the Bible by myself, especially incorporating my family and memorizing a whole book? What would you say to them? How would you help them? I think one of the first things I'd say is like, okay, have you memorized the ABCs? And how did you memorize the ABCs? You know, well, how many songs do you randomly have memorized that you like, you know, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, did you stare at the lyrics and go, oh, I need to memorize these lyrics. It's like, no, you just, you just have heard it. You've heard it in and around. You've enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's just kind of been a part of your life. It's been a part of your family life. It's been a part of your church life. And you've almost, as we sometimes say, accidentally memorized that text of scripture. And if, I think we have the number on our website. If the average American, you know, memorizes, I, I think it was what, you know, a hundred songs on average, that equates to equivalent to about 7% of the Bible. So your average American probably has equivalent to 7% of the Bible already memorized. 
just in random song lyrics. And so how much more powerful, how much more so if we take that strategy and use it to actually memorize the eternal words of God, something that's the most valuable, the most profitable word of God. So to some degree, I think all of us are in a way auditory learners, you know, like, you know, if you're learning basketball, even if you're a visual learner, you can't just stare at the page and read a book about basketball. At some point, since by nature basketball is kinesthetic, you have to get out and dribble the ball. And same with scripture recitation and memorization. There's something innate about it that is auditory, that's verbal. There's the words integrated in it. And so to some degree, auditory memorization is a very powerful component of memorizing. So, Rose, I know you encounter this all the time, but families that would like to make scripture memory a reality, but maybe they're saying, you know, my kids just don't really want to do that. And I, I remember not long ago, I was visiting with a parent who shared that struggle. And she says, listen, my, my daughter just doesn't really care about this. And then we were talking about particular scripture memory tools, and, and the mom looked to the daughter at one point and said, well, is this something you would like to do? And the daughter just kind of shrugged, and that was the end of the conversation. And it broke my heart because you know, most kids don't like volunteer to memorize, right? And so how do you encourage parents who are in that position where they want to make scripture memory a family thing, but there's no active interest on the part of the children? I mean, do you just kind of say, well, this is what we're doing, period? Or how can you make it fun for the kids? What would you say to a parent facing that challenge? Yeah, well, a lot of our ministry has kind of been in the local Washington area. And one thing that we've thought a lot about and intentional is the creativity. There's something so beautiful and imagination sparking about, you know, Disney, these stories, these creative ideas, these creative concepts, these adventures. And so one thing that we've done in specifically our, our events and memory camps and memory days is just having that fun, creative energy, but using that fun and channeling it, using that as a language to share the word of God and the enthusiasm for memorization with the kids. So at memory camp, you know, we have like adventure, an epic treasure hunt that literally you had to dig a five foot hole to get a treasure chest that was like four feet wide, literally filled with jewels. And there was, it was like super elaborate and like complicated, so complicated the dads had to get involved with it. And, you know, for little princesses, there's memory princesses. And so kind of using that creative fun energy that God's designed that captures the imagination of kids and then using that in scripture memorization. And so many families love singing. And so some families do, some families don't, but a lot of families, especially with younger kids, they really do. They enjoy having that fun unified tasks. It's a noble task for a three-year-old to memorize a book of the Bible and it's a noble task for a dad to memorize a book of the Bible. And so having that sort of fun creative energy um, is always really beautiful. And I think also talking about the power of the word of God of like, Hey, you know, do, do we realize what we're doing? Do we understand that these are the eternal words of God and kind of painting that picture of this isn't just something we do because we want to, this is something that we do because it's the eternal world. And a lot of times, you know, if ex explained in a certain way, it can be so powerful for the kids to capture like, Oh, I see the power that this has when I have this memorized. So, yeah, those are some some things I might say. Rose, speaking of uh, getting dads involved, I, I was looking at your website, the website of your ministry last week, and I noticed that there are a lot of resources for dads. And when I was, you and I were having a previous conversation, you spoke of how you're intentionally targeting dads. Could you speak some on that? Why? Why is it important? 
to engage a dad for scripture memory, and what are some of the avenues that you're using to do that? Yeah, so this has actually been kind of a fun, I like to call it a water slide. It's like God takes us in so many fun directions. You can try to hold on to the side, slide and try to make it go where you want, or you can just have fun and go the way that God's leading you. All that to say is we started not with families, not with dads, not with churches. It started just us teaching kids to memorize books of the Bible. And so, you know, four-year-olds were memorizing 53 verses in three months, and the parents were like, that's amazing. That's such a blessing, and it's cool. And it was. But what we were missing is we were taking kids away from their families, discipling them, teaching them the word of God, and then shipping them back. And God convicted our hearts that, hey, that's that's not in my design. I didn't design a random third-party ministry organization to take kids away from the family to disciple them in context in the word of God. And so really, we kind of halted in our tracks from launching this ministry. And we're like, okay, God, what do you want this to look like? And so then we started kind of integrating the moms involved, helping the moms with the discipleship. But then God convicted our hearts again. It's like, wait, who did God design to be the spiritual nourishers and leaders of their family? Well, that would be the dads. And so then at that point, God brought some of the dads and the families that had been blessed by By the Book, and they started developing these resources to encourage and equip dads so that they can have practical tools so that they can lead their family in the Word of God centered around memorizing books of the Bible. And then at that point, it even got one step further. It's like, who did God design to be the ones equipping the dads with resources so that they could disciple their wives, and their children in the Word of God. Well, that would be a function of the church. And so now by the book is under the oversight of the eldership of our local church, Cornerstone Bible Church. And so it's one of those things, I think, specifically with scripture memory, it's easy to just kind of, you know, pick it apart and do it in, you know, different ways, whether it's personal study and that's wonderful. But also making sure that we're within those biblical infrastructures can be so beautiful to having a person in your local church that's holding you accountable, to be doing it within your family. Um, and just in, in God's, God designed his functions, his institutions to work so well. And so if we can kind of rethink scripture memorization in the way that it can be in those institutions, specifically with dads as primary spiritual nourishers and providers of their family has been so beautiful. And that's transformed so many families, um, yeah, in the past. I, I read a statistic on evangelism uh, a few years ago, and it stood out to me. And it, it talked about the likelihood of a family getting connected in a church based on which member of that family was converted and engaged. And so it started with the kids, you know. If they're converted, what's the likelihood of the family getting engaged into the church? And then it gave its relatively low. Then with the mom, if the mom is converted, what's the likelihood of the whole family becoming plugged into the church? It's a little bit higher. But then when it showed the dad coming to Christ, it like it tripled the rate of the entire family getting connected to the church. Do, do you see that kind of translate into Scripture memory when the dad gets really committed to doing it? Does his family take part in that? Do they catch that and start start doing it with the same conviction? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, such a huge thing. And um, one, of, one of the By the Book dads who's kind of leading the dad section of By the Book, he probably would have so, so much wisdom on this area. But one thing I have noticed is just in the different families when God has given dads that specific task and that role to be protector and provider and nourisher and leader. And sometimes it's easy to think, oh, my job is to, you know, financially provide and then I'll designate, you know, my wife to do the teaching because she's better at it or she knows more Bible stories or she's, 
you know, and that's just kind of an easy, natural inclination. But to realize that, hey, when dad steps up, even no matter who, who he is or where, you know, what God's been teaching him, when he steps into that role of leader, oh, it, it flips the family completely upside down or right side up, maybe. Because, <laughs> yeah, children will imitate their parents, and that's God's biblical design. And it's it's definitely transformed our family in seeing, seeing how dad being that spiritual leader makes everything so, so beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I know, Rose, you have a particular scripture memory method that you have found to be effective with kids, and that's kind of the the method that you highlight for children who are memorizing whole books. And I know we're running a little bit short on time, but could you share briefly with us what that method is and what it looks like for kids memorizing scripture? Yeah, well, as I mentioned earlier, the primary method that we're, um, that God's called us to do right now is through memorizing to music. And the interesting thing about memorizing to music, when your brain is memorizing rote, your brain has to remember every single word and the order that it comes in. Versus when you're memorizing to music, it's categorized in a different part of your brain. So your brain, the first word needs to be triggered and everything else kind of comes as a big chunk. And so specifically with kids, it's it's extremely effective to have those big passages and to memorize entire books of the Bible in long-term memory so that it can be recalled. My sister... Um, she memorized Ephesians. And I think a lot of us can relate to this feeling where we memorize rote. We work really hard to memorize a book and it's great. And God's taught us a lot through it. But if we don't review for a year, it's like, oh man, I re it's almost like, not that you have to re-memorize it, but there's really a lot of inertia you have to get over to get it back to that place where you can recite it all the way through. But with music, it's a lot easier of a review process my sister, she memorized Ephesians, half of it wrote and half of it to music. And she, she's familiar with the concepts that she memorized wrote, but pretty much, you know, what is it? Five years later, she can still recite word perfect. That passage, that um, second half of Ephesians that she did to music. And that's just a testament to the power of how God designed our brains specifically with long-term memorization and review. So... Absolutely. So, uh, Rose, as we're running out of time, uh, share with our listeners what would be the best way for them to follow up with your ministry and learn more about uh, what you and By the Book are doing? Yeah, well, I would definitely encourage families to give music a try. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm not musical or music doesn't work for me. I, I, I would see some people, you know, it is, it is a challenge, but a lot of people who think that it doesn't work, they're like, actually, that is really a helpful blessing that helps me memorize. So I'd encourage... Um, you know, any, any families to try out scripture memorization to music. And there's a ton of really good scripture songs out there. We have a couple that are more kind of kid targeted. And that actually is kind of one of our next big projects is creating kind of a centralized platform that compiles all scripture memorization song and song developers so that anyone who sees the value in scripture memorization can easily memorize any passage or book. And so if, if anyone out there would be interested in something in that in the future, we have a little spot on our website where people can, you know, put in their email and then we'll keep them updated and probably do some tests like, hey, is this catchier? Is this catchier? So we can kind of make one platform that's really a blessing to the body of Christ for those who want to memorize to music. And then secondly, I think one thing, one big blessing 
in our area has been the memory camps. Just seeing those five days of intensive discipleship and peace and joy and love. So if, if anyone has a, some extra vacation days this summer, we're memorizing First Peter chapter 1, or just wants to spend intentional time uniting as a family around the Word of God, definitely come fly out to Washington, make a vacation of it, and just spend that time in the Word of God. That's so good. Well, Rose, thank you so much for being part of this episode. It's so encouraging to see how God has equipped you and and given you this passion for helping people do what everyone needs to do, and that is to get God's Word in their heart. And for those of you listening, uh, be sure and check out buythebookthebible.com. That's uh, Rose's ministry's website. You can go there. You can learn more about the ministry, more about the camp, more about the songs, and we'll put that link in the show notes as well. And as always, we hope that you'll subscribe uh, so that you'll never miss an episode. And if you have a particular scripture memory question or a scripture memory topic that you think is worth discussing, uh, go ahead and send that to us. You can email contact at scripturememory.com, and we would love to consider that as an idea for a future episode. But again, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed as you memorize scripture today. Thanks for joining us for this episode uh, of the Scripture Memory Podcast.